Welcome to another week, a podcast where a couple of friends turn on the mics, bring up some topics we've picked out for the week, and chop it up. My name is Reddy. My name is DJ, and we're two Earthlings who identify as New York male podcasters with expert skills in sarcasm, humor, humor, and and talking talking shit. shit. And this podcast will hit on topics like movies, music, television, technology, funny shit, current events, and if you pay attention, we might even drop a life lesson in somewhere. Always feel free to send us feedback, ideas, comments, or criticism to anotherweekpodcast at gmail.com. So, now that you know, and since knowing is half the battle, let's get right into it. With Another, another week. week. Welcome to episode two. We thank you guys for subscribing and checking us out and sticking along with us. I hope you guys dug episode one. And uh, we're here to bring you some more fun, some sad stuff, some more, some funny stuff, probably some even funnier stuff. And... Uh, we got some things lined up. How you doing this week, Ready? Doing pretty good. Feeling good. Feeling better. Feeling more loose. I'm getting ready to get into another week. Yeah, we got some good good feedback on uh, what we did. So uh, hope it continues. This week we got uh, some wild shit, some funny reviews, and uh, we'll start off with some really really funny stuff that has to do with something that's pretty serious. Uh, it was Hurricane Dorian that has been trucking along for like well over a week now, week and a half, and uh, it came through and real slow down in the through the Caribbean and pummeled the Bahamas. And uh, we want to give a shout out to all the Bahamas or anybody who was affected. Uh, you know, in no way do we take the tragedy as a joke, but sprinkled in life, there's always jokes within the tragedy. So we can't pass up on that shit, but uh, definitely can't. Yeah. So shout out uh, to everybody. Yeah. Shout out to everybody. Hope everybody's families are well. Send their prayers, their blessings, and uh, but like DJ said, there's always comedy somewhere, and unfortunately, where this comedy comes from regarding Dorian is DJ. Yeah, the good old Oval Office brings us some some humor from time to time and we can chuckle it up and this one's definitely funny almost in the way you would laugh at uh you know someone who forgets everything and uh to all the people from the islands that got impacted maybe you could tune in somehow and get a chuckle while we hold our head in shame of this ridiculous comment followed by ridiculous comment followed by ridiculous comment so let's laugh a little bit three uh, yeah it's 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 good so i'll start by giving you a little story here um the cat the category five storm was building was, wait what what's a category five storm I, i've never heard of that oh well you must be just like the president because <laughs> as this category five storm was was getting forecasted um the president saw that that the original model had it going right through the Caribbean and right into Mar-a-Lago, of all places. So, first he called it a monster. This is a monster hurricane. Wait, wait. I've heard of Category 4. I mean, I've heard of Category 5, but we've never seen that. We've never seen anything like a Category 5 before. I mean, maybe if you live in Wyoming and don't watch TV, but there's been plenty yeah. of Category 5s. You know, my, my, my ex-girlfriend, you know... Her name is Katrina, and she had a Category 5 mouth and, you know, kind of whipped, 
ripped New Orleans out. You know, I don't know if you ever heard of that. Well, that was that was to give people seats to to the uh, the stadium, to the the dome over there. But yeah, oh, no, okay, okay. that was you know, I don't know if Trump was around for that if he was awake or whatever. But so he gets on TV and he t- calls this a monster storm, and then he says, "I'm not." In quote, I'm quoting. He said, "I'm not sure that I've ever even heard of a Category Five. I knew it existed." Then he added moments later, "A Category Five is something that I don't know that I've ever even heard the term, other than I know it's there." So, that being said, if, if anybody's been awake for the last, I don't know, <laughs> five years even, he he also said that's the ultimate. The and that's what we have, unfortunately. So okay, I'm sorry. I don't know why that one just you know, I, right? I mean, it just keeps getting better. But yes, there has been about four, uh, four huge ones. But there's been seven category fives since he's been office, and uh, I just looked this up: forty five since he's been alive, of of a category five. So that's the the, the funny shit. And I just don't understand where where it comes from. I don't want to analyze it too much because that that's that's crazy. But how does it, someone it's, just blatantly? It's like, it's insane. Not, he, no. in, in October of 2017, he says nobody's ever heard of a Category Five hitting land. <laughs> I mean, he was, and, he, and, he was, and then he was, earlier he was. A, he it, said he's never heard of a of a hurricane of that intensity. I'm sorry. Um, you know, my, 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 my child can tell you a category five. I mean, maybe like where he, where he goes, like if he, in his, in Trump tower, yeah. that it was never a category five, but this is weird. Um, and you know, to make the weirdness even sweeter, uh, vice media news has put together a little clip for every time he's talked about a Category 5, and we're going to play it here for you. Hold on a second. I guess the likes of which we can really say nobody's ever seen before. They've never seen a category like this coming because it came in really in a five. It was a category September 14. I never even knew a category five existed. And uh, they uh, they suffered greatly. They say they've never seen winds like this uh, anywhere. Got hit as a five. September 21st, 2017. Literally never happens. The second one September hit Puerto Rico as a Category 5. I don't believe anybody's ever seen that happen before. It's like having hundreds of tornadoes. September 26. So we've never seen it actually touched out as a Category 5. People have never seen anything like that. And this has been a Category October 5, 3rd. few people have ever even heard of a Category 5. October 19th. Nobody's ever heard of a 5 hitting land. We saw the devastating effects. May 8th. Of that Category 5... Hurricane Category Five. Never heard about Category Fives before. Category Five is big stuff. Well, I'm not sure that I've ever even September heard of first. Category Five. I knew it existed, and I've seen some Category Fours. You don't even see them that much, but a Category Five is something that uh, I don't know that I've ever even heard the term, other than I know it's there. That's the ultimate, and that's what we have, unfortunately. Yeah, there we go. So that that last part was. The actual uh, thing he said that we're talking about, the ultimate, 
And you, you, but you also know what I bet you he's also never heard of. And this, this pretty much explains why he's never heard of a category five. And you know what? I actually believe him in his sick, twisted brain. Although he said it multiple times throughout the year, that's like Trump telling me I've never heard of kids shoveling snow for money because when you're super rich, it's not existent to you. You hear, oh, there's a crazy storm coming. You're in your private plane somewhere else. You'll never, you're never there for the action. So in his twisted brain, he really doesn't ever remember even hearing about a Category 5. I'm pretty sure his his uh, workers or whatever is like, oh, it's a bad storm coming, or his, his PR people, all right, come on, let's hop on the plane and leave. And that's before he had Air Force One. Right. That was, yeah, that was uh, during his, his civilian time when he was just super rich. And now he's got Air Force One so that, you know, they know way before. But this storm was a slow burn. Um, thankfully, it, it, it didn't pound Florida. Uh, right now, as we're recording, I believe it's touching over Carolina um, and it's going to make its way out to the ocean. So, you know, other than, you know, our, our friends and family in the Caribbean, um, the United States didn't really have too, too great of an impact from this monster storm. Um, and unfortunately, with these storms and, and, and the weather people and the news, it it's hyped up so much that, that, you know, by the time it even hit, people would have been so relaxed. You know, they, they, they kind of pre-warn you so so long and, and we're so used to these crazy news cycles and, uh, you know, storm prep type uh hype that that it kind of you know takes away from the impact when you talk about it so early but the good thing that came out of the early talk was this trump guy president trump who just i mean gives us such amazing material like i don't think we could have wrote this if we were writing a skit for for like a, a cartoon or a parody or a, or a tv or and what's what's great what's great about it? He always doubles down on his mistake. He's like a person who can't understand that he was wrong. Like say, okay, well, you know, I was wrong. He just has to continue going. It's well, like a five year old, right? Just- I feel like he was probably raised in a home where the word no was probably very non existent for him. Um, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been non existent for him for at least a whole bunch of years. So he applied that that theory and, and that method to something that he thought he was doing the right thing about. Now, when we're going to continue with uh, in the vein of Hurricane Dorian and stick with our uh, fearless leader, who, like many presidents, will get on TV or the radio and you know, depending what what medium they used to have or do have now, and and they will tell you situation that's going on in the country, be it a storm, a crisis, uh, state of the union, um, you know, something major that's happening and, you know, they want to comfort the people, let them keep them stay informed other than like the media. So you want to hear from your leaders. Well, he does what most presidents do and talks about the storms and he has another press conference. And in this press conference, he had some sort of map that was given to him early on that somehow he 
got confused and thought in the cone of destruction in the future model that he had would have been the lovely state of Alabama. Now, it, 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 it is a chance if it goes through the Gulf, usually you could hit Alabama. Um, but this would have, the way the model had it is that it would have hit, came up, hit Florida, then Georgia, and then kind of curved in and then went through Georgia into Alabama. But every model that was going around on weather channels, um, even from the National Weather Service, didn't have this for some reason. So they checked Trump on it. And Trump decided he would uh, speak with the, the governor. And he, and he goes down there and he, and he apologizes. And then after the apology was catching so much flack on good old Twitter that his ego said, you know, something's fishy. I apologize for no reason. Let me let me go back and check it out. And then he blamed some kind of weather service in Florida that gave him this model. So other right. use something other than the National Weather Services Services model. Right. And and as soon as he tweeted this out that um Alabama would be impacted. Within a half an hour, James Spann, who's a local meteorologist um, and a, a veteran Alabama forecaster, he tweeted out at 11.31 a.m. of that day and said, Alabama will not be impacted by Dorian in any way. And that's when, you know, we could continue with um, what DJ was saying. He just couldn't let it go. And and before that, the the Alabama branch of the National Weather Service agreed at 11, 11 a.m. that the office had tweeted that Alabama will not see any impacts from Dorian. So they tweeted that out before before um, James Spann did, and then James Spann redid it. And it, it's just, I just can't be wrong. I, because these professionals who just do weather their whole life, they're just wrong. And, you know, for most professions, I've never seen a group of people in the same profession, no matter what channel or outlet you get your weather from, they get giddy as shit when there's a storm. And they, and, and they know they're going to get extra coverage and people are tuning in. I mean, their whole mantra changes. So, like, they're on top of their shit. Now we get every hour these models are coming in from multiple uh, Air Force uh, force uh, reports of these planes that go in into the storms and we have private companies that now go into the storms and give us secondary we have but, European models and none of which will go into Alabama but you know what and let's be realistic let's be realistic everybody okay if they were wrong and it did hit Alabama we wouldn't care that they were wrong. We would care, be sad for the citizens there, but how many times is the weather wrong? All the time. Everybody says, hey, I wish I could be a weatherman. You know, you get the weather wrong and, and still have a job. Oh, these guys so, don't even have a window in there. It, it, what if they don't have a window in the studio? How many times you heard that one? Yeah, it, it's different if the, if the weatherman gets it wrong, but you're the president. You're the president. And not only are you getting it wrong, it's like you're getting angry because you were wrong 
But he's not getting angry, mad, tweeting, rude stuff like how he does it with certain other people. But he's just, come on, now you, you let's let's talk about the sharpie. All right. Well, so that was <laughs> that was Trump doubling down. Now that that's you know usually someone feels pretty strongly when they double down on their comment. But after the second ridicule from the National Weather Service telling the public that he was wrong, he decided. I'm going to triple down. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to bet the West Wing. So he goes again on t- on a little press conference and he's got the model that he claimed was given to him originally. And I shit you not, people. You have to go look this up. Hashtag Sharpie Gate. This turned into a phenomenon. He took a Sharpie and extended the cone into Alabama. I, I mean, if this was a video podcast, we'd show you. You, you have to go look. It pause it. It's it's just funny as it's shit. It's unfreaking believable. Not only did he extend it, like DJ said, he used a sharpie marker. See, this map, the original cone was in white, so. He extended it with a black Sharpie. It's like, dude, you couldn't even get like a whiteout pen to like somehow make it look like it was originally there. Like, or, or have like another map printed. Like, yeah. You want to really like show or that Photoshop you, everything? Some shit. I mean, we could, we could do this shit if, if like we fucked up and we're like, oh, you know what? Let's just, let's just say there's a circle and we continue the white. We'll just like, you could do that in five minutes in Photoshop. I mean, he did it yes. in 10 seconds with a Sharpie, but... Um, or, or, he, or he could at least... He, he could have put it with the Sharpie and then Photoshopped in the weather key. Potential. Right, right. So now there's another thing. You go down to the weather key, and, and that line that he drew is not even a thing. No. Uh, it's... it's. I mean, this is... It's unbelievable. Like, I, I, it writes itself. It really does. And what's really... Another phenomenal byproduct of this triple down is our friends in the meme community. Ah, you guys never let us down. Now, Reddy and I, memes all day long, all night long, sometimes disturbing our significant others, and then we still laugh, and then we make a meme about that. So, meme meme junkies right here, you got to see some of the shit that people made about Sharpie Gate. You look at the Sharpie Gate border wall. This is so great. It's a picture of the desert with a bunch of Sharpie sticks in it. <laughs> like, a, like a third grader just put lines across the across the horizon. Oh, it's so good. I, I oh, the, it's really great. There's one that has a map, uh, uh, the map, and it shows like half of North America and part of Europe, and there's a Sharpie connecting Maine to Greenland. And it says we got. Yeah. I got Greenland. Yeah, there's a picture of his his uh, low turnout inauguration with three Sharpie people drawn in, and it says after today, Trump finally found a way to prove he had a large attendance at his inauguration. Woo! Inauguration. Yeah, there we go. Having trouble pronouncing that. I'm I'm trumping it. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down that it's inauguration. I'm double down that that's how you pronounce it. I mean, only you could have the greatest inauguration in the world. No one's had a bigger inauguration as me. This is a monster. 
Hold, hold on. Hold, hold on. Siri, how do you say inauguration? You say inauguration. See, you heard you heard her? You heard her? That's it. Siri confirmed it. Thank you. I mean, when did Siri get that, that high-pitched voice? That was pretty that, awesome. You that's, got... that's the Sharpie. The Sharpie Siri. Oh, man. This guy and the Sharpie. It's phenomenal. I mean, we don't even have to talk about politics to have this guy give us this amazing shit. Oh, man. I, I, I brought that one up. You tell us about this extra bonus byproduct of this monster hurricane. Oh, listen. This is actually great. So, along with hurricanes, you know, comes crazy oceans, stuff washes up. So, we had some things wash up on the beach of Florida. So, one beachgoer found one brick of cocaine. Another beachgoer found a duffel bag with 15 bricks of cocaine. Each brick of cocaine is worth twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Now let me just tell you, I'm not telling you that I will become Pablo Escobar overnight. I'm not telling you that I would become Nino Brown. But I'm telling you, I would not call the police and turn it in. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Listen, somebody might be getting a twenty thousand dollar brick for about five or ten grand. And I'm good. I'm gonna keep it pushing. But these people actually reported it, which hey, I understand you're doing the right thing. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. But I want to know whose ass got beat for losing 15 bricks of coke in the ocean because I doubt that you know the Colombian connectors going to want to hear that crap. Well, but that's just me. I, you know, I can't disagree with you. Uh, you know, this is all theoretical. We, you know, we don't really have uh, anything wash up here in the podcast world, but if things washed up, they might turn us a profit and get us to that next level. But, um, the fact that, yes, I think that that had to be like someone's, they hopefully either capsized and died for their sake, or they're getting their fingernails pulled out one by one and then dipped in salt with ketchup. Um, cause yeah, that's a big, a big, uh, big loss. Unless what the, Go ahead. What if the people who who turned it in, you know, they like die broke, and then they go to, you know, they go to heaven or wherever. Oh God, I struggled so hard. Why didn't you look out for me? You looked out for everybody else, and and he just turns around and goes, "I gave you fifteen bricks of coke." That was your come up, <laughs> right? Like the guy who got the one brick of, of cocaine, he probably was a little well more well off. Instead, the the person that got 15 needed it. But now they're back to just downloading podcasts through that dial-up modem. Yes, yes. uh, Yeah, I I think, you know, we could turn at least four of those or five of those bricks into at least a, a stash house. And then 10 bricks move other ways and make even more money. I mean, that definitely definitely doable but you know that's if we were masons we're not masons and we don't mess with bricks but exactly i mean it could have even been a stash spot in the bahamas that got washed out do people understand that the third piggy's house didn't get blown down because it was built of bricks 
Just, Do people understand that? See? And and who has it now in their brick house? The pigs. That's <laughs> right. And what is right? It's pr- it. protected by bricks. And there who's go. probably gonna sell it right back to the source? That's it. Right, because they were in on it. Are they gonna be using their their uh, Christmas party money? Well, we'll hopefully we'll find out. You know, some more about this when someone else comes up with a few more or gets caught with other duffel bags. Yeah. But listen, so, you know. And that was in the wonderful state of Florida once again. Oh, man. You know, the hurricanes, they, they, they do, you know, provide some, some humor, like we said. So I hope you guys enjoyed those. Uh, we got some other funny shit to get into, uh, things we saw, maybe a couple of reviews, you know. So every day in our lives, we're using our smartphones and most of us are talking about things and all of a sudden something pops up in your suggested web search or Amazon or Facebook that you were just talking about and you're like, how is this possible that this is popping up like this? And everybody wonders it and everybody's like, are they listening? And I watch all these, you know, tech interviews and and people are saying no it's algorithms that we study your habits and patterns and things you talk about so we're able to tell your ads well just recently the newspaper the guardian unraveled a, a big piece thanks to some whistleblowers that the big companies that provide our web browser and smartphones such as Google, Samsung, Apple, all had teams that were listening to conversations and or things that were said while the phone was on, transcribing them with the purpose to quote-unquote enhance the user's experience. So it was supposed to be listened to, but apparently they were transcribing it and keeping it uh, ready. What are your yeah. thoughts on this kind of privacy intrusion? Yeah, I think that it's um, it's, it's uh, with me and how I think. I think that it's expected, but it's insane. I mean, you, you, you first of all, you have to realize with Siri, Alexa, anything, they're listening all the time. That's how they know how to respond. But when you're hiring an outside company to do things and you're paying them $10 an hour. I mean, let's get realistic. We all have coworkers that, you know, aren't the greatest coworkers. Let's, let's say that, you know, whether it's they lazy, their job performance is just totally whack. It sucks. Wait, you're not um, talking about your podcast coworker, right? No, 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 no. All right, cool. cool. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, you know, so when you have, outside, you have an outside company who's doing this, and, and they're listening to things. That's what the people didn't expect. And it's it's really messed up. I mean, other than that, I mean, you would expect people, you would, you would expect these companies, they have to be listening. How, how else would Siri know to respond? How else would Alexa know to respond when you come to your house and go, Alexa, turn the lights on? That means it has to be listening all the time. But it, I just think it's a real spit in the face when you actually have people who don't even work for your company. You ha- you have a, you hire a third party company that you're paying them ten dollars an hour to transcribe what you're saying, and they've heard um, conversations about sex, 
that people having they heard doctors um talking to patients what about your doctor patient um privilege like that that's a straight violation and not only is that a straight violation now you have other people listening to it what if i'm talking to somebody and i get my social security number this or that there's people who steal all the time thieves have regular jobs also you know this isn't a movie where just a, a thief just you know, they make all their money and live in a lavish house in a lavish apartment or studio complex by thieving. No, people most have, thieves are regular people with regular jobs. All types of different grinds to get their, you know, their, their thieving on. So this is an easy way. And, you know, that's a couple different aspects of it. I mean, there's a lot of different parts to this. Like, I, I think... You hit the nail on the head, though, that it's an outside contractor because, you know, in the end, sort of like what Facebook did with Cambridge Analytica, it, they were both – if anybody had watched the, the dark web doc, it's really outstanding. But they both were on Trump's team for – they both had representatives on Trump's uh, campaign team. Now, when all this went down – Facebook said, oh, it was all Cambridge Analytica. And similar here, the, all these companies can say, oh, it, you know, it was them. Plausible deniability. And unfortunately, you know, it really sucks because they can do that now. And just like I read uh, follow up with this, Tim Cook from Apple put out a statement and said, we will no longer be taking recorded uh, files. We'll just be transcribing them to to uh paper so like they're still having the data like they 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 just kind of shined it up to the to the fool and they're like oh okay you don't have the recording but you still have the data yes they still have the data and um they said that um by default from now on apple will not have humans listening to siri recordings or store them but yes they will and they they um they promised three main changes. One of the changes is says first by default Apple will no longer retain audio recordings of Siri interactions and requests, but will continue to use computer generated transcripts and machine learning training to improve Siri, determine common usage patterns, and update language and understanding models. If that isn't screaming out Skynet, I don't know what else. Um, next thing, second users will be able to opt in to help Siri improve by learning from audio samples of their request. And those who choose to participate will be able to opt out at any time. Third, when customers opt in, only Apple employees, not contractors anymore, will be allowed to listen to audio samples of Siri interactions and delete any recordings, which is determined to be an inadvertent trigger of Siri. What's so funny about this is years ago when they first came out with... um. I forgot which iPhone it was. I don't know if it was iPhone 4. I'm not sure. I started with the iPhone 4S, so maybe it was before then. When you were able to talk into your phone and it write it out, your messages out in your text messaging. Yeah, the little transcribe button. Right. You, when you used to f- press it for the first time, a thing used to come up that used to say you would have to okay it that the the terms and conditions will come up. You have to okay it that they can save and store your voice to learn on their systems. So from off the rip, I've never did that. There was a, well, there is an opt out of that if you go real deep, deep, deep into the settings. 
No, no, there, there's an opt out. You, you, when you first, when you used to first press it, it used to give you the terms and conditions, and you can just deny it right then. You know, you could, you could. Um, yeah, then it, it doesn't learn. It, it doesn't learn like, like right? Because if you do accept it, then it learns like your speech. Or, or it will learn. Yeah. But if you, if you, and if you don't accept it, you won't be able to to use it. You won't be able to use that feature. Right. It wasn't until later on where they, I guess, they added those those other opt out features when people started complaining. But yeah. So right, right. As soon as I mean, I had the iPhone since the Silverback. So you know, they 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 should know. And I'm tired. If they, if I've had it this long, the fact that when I say fuck, it still comes up as duck. It's so annoying. Right. And they know you're saying fuck. And the thing that's crazy about it is, what people don't fail to realize is every upgraded phone becomes more invasive to get your hole to get a hole at the end there's a there is an end game to this okay they already started cloning animals and they cloning humans you can look it up they cloned a human um they, they 3d printed a human eye they 3d printed organs that are functional that you can use a 3d printed like in, a church like the- and combine and combine it with human tissue that you can use Listen, first it started off with them recording your voice, right? You had to okay it. Then it started with your fingerprint. Then they got rid of your fingerprint. Now it's face ID. They're getting your entire profiles one by one, putting it on a newer fancy phone, and the whole world is so blind to it, they're just okaying it. Soon what's next? You have my fingerprint, you have my voice, you have my face. Now you want to learn my behaviors. You want to track this, that, and the third. To me, they're building a Noah's Ark. Maybe now, they know something that's happening, and they're going to have all this. So when whatever the doomsday comes, they can sit there and boom, let's upload new people. We found here at uh, Another Week Podcast, we found an opt-out. So all you have to do, uh, we can help you with it. You send us your social security, your mother's maiden name, your <laughs> PIN number, your credit card number, uh, and your first pet. Right, your first pet, your address, and all your email accounts, and we'll help you out. So send that over to us, and we can get you to opt out of all this eavesdropping. And, and if that doesn't sound totally insane to you, how does not the things that these phones do seem insane? Because they, they cover it with a fancy new feature. Oh, yeah, it's so easy to turn your phone on. You just look at it, and it snaps your face. and did it. You don't think about all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And your thumbprint, we have everything. You know, yeah, we have your fingerprints. Oh, and, and even with the fingerprints, you could you could put there, you could put multiple fingerprints on it. It doesn't just have to be one fingerprint. I know because I had multiple fingerprints on my on my other phone, which I, yeah, I don't care because uh, people have my fingerprints already. So <laughs> that was nothing. But the face ID and all the other stuff, no, I, I'm not getting down with it. That's yeah, just me personally. I mean, I'm it, not- it was a little ridiculous that. We had to submit our fingerprints to Homeland Security just to be to open up this podcast, but whatever they have it. I mean, they already have it for the phones, but yeah, it, it is crazy. But now it's out in the open, and unfortunately, you know, there's an overload of news, and people don't talk about it. So that's why it's good that we bring it up. Yeah, and and, and people need to stop allowing companies to disrespect them. And then just issue an apology and it's okay. 
Well, and that's that's for anything. That's for when companies disrespect people because of race. When companies steal people's information. When companies accidentally um, re- release your private information, or or they don't update their security measures and they get hacked when they should have updated it. You go on Twitter and saying sorry five seconds later after you already did the damage. That's not acceptable, and people need to stop accepting it because it's like you know it's wrong. But what I'm going to say is I'm going to say sorry, and then I'm going to do what I should do. All the stuff that they're saying that they should do now, that's stuff you should have been doing. And you know you should have did it. And you already had those plans already, but you said, you know what? I'm going to push the button and push the button and push the button and see how much. What's the saying? You give them an inch, they take a yard, right? Or, or give them an inch, they take a mile. Well, you know, these guys I give you my foot, you want my leg. I give you my hand, you want my arm. Come on. This is ridiculous. It, it it does you know there's it, it what's wild is it ties into a lot of sci-fi that's kind of current that's out. I mean the show Humans uh, it, it is great. I'm not sure if you've seen that one, but it kind of leads to it takes what 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 we're talking about and evolves into these kind of things and and the you know AI gain consciousness and it seems sci-fi, but it's not far away because this the, right now. Uh, According to the documentary, now, I'm just going to say the greatest hack, you have to watch it, everyone. It's crazy. It's about the Cambridge Analytica scandal, but it's more than that. And one of the first things they say is right now, information as a commodity is more valuable than gold. And it's so true. They they tell you in this doc how the it works that everything's tailored to you we don't they sort of strip our choices away so if you know it freaked me out so much to the point where i spent almost an hour and 50 minutes trying to scrub facebook of all my photographs and and different pages i liked just to like get a coupon or something like because the you know the more they know the more they're tailoring stuff to me and the the less new things I'll miss out on. And and that's not fair. And I don't like that part. So all this ties in together. And I think the greatest hack is something that is eye-opening. And, you know, especially as these on stories, these on stories, these stories keep unfolding. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, I don't know. Everybody just needs to open up your eyes. All right. What is? Well, go ahead. No, that that's it. Yeah, open people up. need to open up their minds, eyes, open up their brains, and and just think. No, don't be so naive to something. Don't say, oh, it's a uh, oh the yeah the the screen is bigger. Oh wow, ooh, I got a new fancy camera. Look, Apple okay. card, Apple wallet, yeah. Apple everything. You know, yeah. and it's not just Apple. I, we you know we we both have Apple products, so that's kind of yeah. what we know. But everything has it. Android Pay and all these different. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not just Apple. Believe me, Android Android's worse because Android Android is it's like a PC. It's so easy to open source, and everybody has their phone. Yeah. So it's not me going at Apple at all. I, I have multiple Apple computers, multiple iPhones. I, I have, uh, I don't know, like three iPads that are, are, get used, you know, that's not sitting around. So it, it, it's not me going at Apple. It's just the nonsense. That's why I said all of these companies. It's not just Apple. 
you know. But just imagine, you know, you hear about this company getting hacked and that company getting hacked. Da, da, da. What the hell's going to happen if, God forbid, Apple gets hacked? The person is going to have everything to clone your identity. Now they steal your stuff and it's easy for them. People, you know, identity theft can ruin people. It can make you go homeless. It can make you go broke. It's not like, okay, yeah, you proved identity theft and you get all your crap back. That's not how it works. You let them let them go and and hack Apple or something crazy like that. Well, they're screwed. They have your face, your fingerprints, your name, your address, your credit card, your wallet pay, this and that. They know what movies you like. They know what you know. I you know we could go. We could take this for hours. But one you know kind of big thing to also really think about is we want to go digital with our election system here in the United States. And if there's hackers that can hack Wall Street institutions and financial institutions, the biggest banks in the world, and healthcare systems that pay bananas dollars for cybersecurity, then how can we protect a system that essentially would most likely be chosen state per state because this it's a state's issue and probably all different machinery and it just it's a big concern and who's the the stop the head of security doesn't have an agenda you know people people right you throw people into the factor of everything (laughs) and it it just changes everything yeah it might not be hacked it might be an inside job because we know those we know that doesn't happen wow all right so Let's let's move on. I want let's 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 talk about. I want to know. Maybe you could help me out. Is this guy from France? Was he from Montana? Was he from Montana with French ancestry? <laughs> let's talk about French Montana. Yeah, French Montana. I actually um I'm I forgot what French Montana actually is, what his nationality is, but. Um, no, he just had, it was funny. Some, somebody recorded him and when he was, um, the morning after the VMAs and now French it was, Mon- for anybody who doesn't know, French Montana is one of those, those rap guys. <laughs> he's one of those gangster rappers. Nah, French Montana, cool dude. Yes. He's a rapper. He was presenting. I think he presented at the VMAs. Um, after the VMAs, they went out partied, went to a couple of places, a couple of clubs. Early in the morning, somebody's recording them from the back, and they say, oh, somebody tried to potentially attack French Montana, and then you see the video cut to him screaming at his bodyguard. And like a big fight broke out between the potential attacker and French Montana's crew. But what really happened was there was no potential attacker. It was French Montana's crew fighting French Montana's crew. The dudes who were all hanging out with him together got into a fight with each other. And he broke it up. So this goes this is very funny how this the media we show how the media twist things. Yeah. So it, well, it, was, it, it was it was friends fighting. And then immediate reactions. We can't yeah. we can't have time to, to to understand what's happening immediately. It's up on somebody's Instagram live or or Facebook live, and then you know the good old TMZ grabs a hold of it. And before anybody could even say what happened in real time, 
you're finding out about this fight. It's you know, and people jump yeah. to conclusions. Yeah, and he 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 was screaming at his security guard. He was screaming at his security guard because he felt he shouldn't have to fight. But he also um he also went on Angie Martinez's show the next day, actually with the guy who was fighting, one of the guys who was fighting, and he was like, the reason why he screamed at his security guard was because yeah, he was asleep in the car. But he was like, I don't blame him because I had him out all night. He's like, I had him at the VMAs with me, and then we went to the strip club, and then we went here. So I, I get why he was tired. You know? So, but it, it's just funny how that one little situation amongst friends at the end of the day, nobody got hurt. I'm sure everything was worked out. And they made this whole big herbacle about it, making it something that it wasn't. Yeah, it, it you know, it's it sucks. And, and it you can't do anything. I mean, when we get as big as like Jesus and Miro and, and they put us on like a, a cable TV show and while we have the, the podcast going and they're like ready and DJ, we're everywhere, we got billboards. I don't, you know, I'm not really looking forward to, you know, like having to take a piss, pulling over on the side of the road, taking a piss next to like a building and then people taking my picture and then knowing who I am. Like it's bad enough like they take my picture when I'm pissing, but they don't know who I am, so it doesn't matter. So they're just like showing their friends, look, I got this guy pissing. But like, you know, you can't do anything. And then people jump to conclusions and, you know, slander. All of a sudden, someone reads this, doesn't read the full context, doesn't read the follow-up, and, oh, French Montana is, is just a troublemaker, this and that. And, you know, and that's all people know. And, you know, hopefully another week can settle the scores and straighten things out for y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And um, just to let you know, um, he was born and raised in Morocco, not France or Montana. Wow, that's some bugged out shit. Not that he was raised in Morocco, but that he has nothing to do with France or Montana. That's true. Unless he does, and we don't know about it. And it's like some French... Montana Illuminati stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's the, it's the Illuminati's cousin. Speaking the, of the, the VMAs, did you watch it? I did not get to see the VMAs. How was it? I, I think you told me you watched it, right? Did you watch some of it? Hell no. I don't watch that damn <laughs> devil channel. Listen, I watch it when they play videos. Now, they do video music awards for a station that don't even play videos. So I, I well, don't know how that even works. Well, let me tell you. I don't watch MTV, really. Um, but MTV Classics, I think that's another station. It's called MTV Classics, I think. Great. If you're into 90s music, even they can even go back to 80s. You know, 80s videos, 80s, 90s, especially at nighttime. Take like if, if you're on there. Take on me. Look. Take yes. on me. They put Come On Chameleon, all of that. Everything. Old hip-hop, old um, pop, soft rock. Like I said, hip hop, R and B. When they made videos. When they made videos, no, no. And what's crazy is they still make videos now. It's just that television is not the main way that people watch videos. People yeah. watch videos mainly on YouTube's, on their phones, and on their tablets. They did a study and were like, more people watch things on their phones. And what and what's crazy is my friend told me that his daughter prefers to watch. Netflix 
on her phone instead of the television in her room. And to me, it was absolutely absurd. But oh, yeah. I, lo, lo and behold, honest to God, this is a true story. My nephew does that shit. I do it too. And not only <clears throat> today, bro. I, I'm, I'm I do today, it. I'm home with my son. I hear him inside. He's watching Pokemon. I'm like, okay, you know. I'm cooking him lunch. I go inside. He's not watching Pokemon on the giant 55-inch television. He's watching it on an iPad. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? I'm guilty as charged because I, I like it with the headphones because I can hear everything. Like, I don't know. It's just Well, you're hard of hearing, so I can understand that a huh? little bit more. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? But but I don't know. It, to, it, to me, it's just absurd. I get it. I, I will watch it on my phone. I will watch it on the iPad. If I don't have a television in front of me. Now me, I'd rather watch it on the television and scroll through the iPad or my phone and look up stuff on the internet and stuff while while I have my movie on the television. Maybe that's probably the reason why I don't watch 85% of the, the things that come out or I, I hardly complete things because I wind up being entertained on the internet. But <laughs> So that's it, why the people on the other side of the Apple listening device listening to your Siri all they do is write down stuff on the TV scripts they're like oh shit this is a show again damn it wow. yeah no but yeah you know everybody take. I think we should set aside uh, a media consumption segment like for one for you know coming up ahead because I think that's a very cool topic I know I've uh, talked about it with uh, my buddy on the DVR podcasting network uh, Axel Foley he uh, has a show daily DVR and we, we talk about all types of TV things so he we you know we talk about a lot of that that those kind of things um, as far as media consumption because there's a lot of people in you could ask someone I would say every five years of an age bracket like five years apart you know say you start uh, 50 45 40 35 30 25 you know how counting goes just backwards um, so do that <laughs> and I bet you that probably everyone over 25 will give you a different answer in the in the averages and i think that under 25 is going to all probably give you the same answer it's going to be a mobile device oh yeah absolutely absolutely hands down but what's funny is i saw a meme right this was the greatest meme that i saw yesterday it said it said, hey, teachers, don't just take your kids, just don't take your student's cell phone for not paying attention in class. Type, Try to type in the password five times wrong so it shuts it down for eight hours. Wow. And I was like, that's awesome. That's fantastic. That's a great, that's a great idea. Take their phone and just keep hitting, just keep pressing one, 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 one. And now when they get the phone back, you can't even use it. It's a brick for eight hours. That's outstanding. What a great idea. If I, if I, I'm going to tell that to all my teacher friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ready? You got, and, see, look, look, see, this is what we're talking about when we set out the, the mission statement of the podcast. We're going to do some cool stories. We're going to do funny stories, some entertainment and some life lessons. Now you just got a big tip right there. That's a life hack. 
That's a life hack. And parents could do it too. Your kid, listen, my nephew, he wants to, as soon as he gets in the car, his earbuds on. What are your earbuds in the car for? Like, like, and he has a pair, he has a pair of Beats, um, a pair over the ear Beats and a pair of um, AirPods. So if battery dies on one, I got another one. This one, no. Take your headphones off, dude. Listen, have a normal conversation. That's why most of these people, they can't even talk. They don't even know how to ask a girl out for a date. They don't know how to do anything. That's why they... they... I, and I love technology. Me and DJ love technology. We are technology gurus. But at the end of the day, you still have to be human. Don't get cons- consumed to it. Also, we're going to have a bunch of T-8000s walking around here. Yeah, man. Uh, Skynet is coming, ready. This is it. You know, it's 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 on our doorstep. No, Skynet, Skynet's here. It's just slowly but surely creeping up, you know. Now people are starting to see it more. The it's great, here. The greatest trick that Skynet ever pulled was convincing the people that Skynet didn't exist. Exactly. That's true. All right. You got any sickos we could talk about? What do we got here? I got a sicko. His name is Jason Harriet Harris. He is the the serial killer from Michigan. Not the serial, but the serial like your Lucky Charm serial killer, like your Frosted Flake serial killer, like, like with a C. I, like I'm gonna poison your cereal and feed it to you, <laughs> serial killer, and feed Let, you, keep feeding you, and feeding you, and feeding you. Let me tell you, this dude hated his wife so much. I'm just going to give you a long story short, right? He laced her cereal with heroin and killed her. He actually got away with it at first. How he got caught was that first they ruled it as a, um, as a accidental overdose. How he got caught was his brother and his sister actually went to the police and said, listen, this dude has talked about wanting to kill his wife for some time now. So to do further investigation, he supposedly asked co-workers, what pills do they have that have no odor and no taste? Then he actually asked his co-workers if they could get somebody to kill his wife for $5,000. And he actually supposedly, allegedly found a hitman, but the hitman got arrested on a parole violation before he was able to do it. So this whole, so he gets heroin, puts it in her cereal, feeds her it, and she dies. So now they're like, this lady never had no drug history at all. You know, after the brother and sister tell him. They went and and... She actually recently just had a child. She had some breast milk frozen. So they even went back and tested the breast milk. There was never any drugs in in her breast milk. There was never she never tested positive for any drugs all throughout her pregnancy or throughout regular doctor's appointments. And long story short, that's how this dude gets caught. He's back in court coming up in September. Yeah, I don't know. I heard something about they they might do an insanity plea now. But yeah, they're going to convict him of murder, hopefully. Uh, That's what he's up for, the charge. But, you know, this is... And 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 he's charged with three things. 
he's he's charged with um uh, what was it? It was three different things. It's first degree murder and solicitation of murder, and both of those can get you a life sentence. And then delivery of a controlled sentence of a controlled substance causing death. It's terrible. You know, now, terrible. I, it, it, if God forbid you just say, "Let me get a divorce." All right, ready, right off the top. Like, what's the the moral of this story for you that you could take away from this that you could share with our listeners? The moral of the story is do not eat cereal from people you have issues with. All right. Now, see, I'm going to give you my my take on it is if you're going to do something crazy and some some dirt, don't tell a soul. Don't tell a goddamn person. Don't ask. Don't ask for hitting. Don't ask for hitting. You are the hitman. These don't don't ask for about odorless pills because you know what? If he actually never said any of that crap to anybody, he would have got off. Remember, he got off in twenty fourteen. In twenty fourteen, it's five years later. That's what happens when you you have a big mouth and this and third. Not saying he shouldn't have got caught. Not not. No, we, we don't condone do killing. Do we're just saying if but, you, you know, happen to to do to you know want to do something on the sly, not yeah. you know we're not gonna we're not liable here. We're just saying that if this is his mistake, you know, like yeah. not you, you per se, like like if this guy was doing something. But it's you don't tell the mice, hey mice, I'm gonna put peanut butter on the mouse trap, so it'll snap your neck when you come to eat it, right? If you could speak mouse, you wouldn't say that. What do you do? You just put it there and hope that they think it's a delicious snack, which all peanut butter is, and we all know that. I mean, please. Not many times at night, I accidentally went to the mousetrap and and snapped my finger trying to get the peanut butter, and I realized, damn, this is for fucking mice. Now I know where to put that on. <laughs> oh, shit. Now I told everybody. Mother. Oh, man. So, not, you know, that's, that's a crazy shit. Unfortunately... Like, you know, this guy now has the serial killer title, which used to be like a, a good pun. I used to even have a sweatshirt that says serial killer with a big spoon on it. And, you know, kind of takes the fun out of it now. Um, you know, especially since back in 2014, he used heroin when now he could have just got fentanyl and used so much less. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a whole conundrum of shit. But now we get into the funny territory and... We both watched some funny shit this past week that came out on Netflix, Sticks and Stones by Dave Chappelle, who's had a wild-ass, rocky road of a career, but always maintained his, 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 his self, but sometimes fell off with the way he presented it, and this one, you know, I'm going to let you tell everybody what you compared it to, but... I agree with the first point that that you brought up is that this is his greatest work. I would say, as far as stand up, this one is this one is, you know, from someone who loves comedy and like kind of studied comedy through absorbing it from a very very young age. You know, I don't have any formal uh, classes that have taken, but like just studying different r- routines and people's uh, skill sets and deliveries, and I think that he just nailed this one and it flowed so well and this was top-notch comedy routine 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to be honest with you. I am not a Dave Chappelle stand-up fan. I do not like his stand-ups normally. But when I tell you that... First, let me tell you. I'm not a a Dave Chappelle stand-up fan, and I'm not a person that is very easy to make me laugh. There's plenty of things that I watch that people are rolling, dying, and I'm staring at the screen like, what the hell is so funny? Like... You're lucky if you get a smirk out of me. This had me cracking up by myself. Not somebody else is laughing and, you know, making me laugh more because they're laughing. This was hilarious. And he hit topics right on the head. He even, you know, he even gives a little bit further insight. If you if you remember when he first had that supposed mental breakdown with the Dave Chappelle slow and turned down to $60 million, went to Africa, all this stuff... It never 100% really came out what really happened. It was bits and pieces. One thing I remember hearing was, oh, he was at it on, the, on the set recording, and he saw uh, one of the producers or one of the cameramen laughing too hard. You know, it was a white guy who was like laughing too hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, he even goes even further into it he doesn't even talk about this is the reason for it, but if you hear what he's saying and the error he's talking about, he's talking about kind of what happened with that situation and yeah, how, why gonna, he felt the way he felt. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, and he's a but, good punch. I mean, there's but, just joke after joke. It, and, and this is his Eddie Murphy's raw or delirious to me. This, when I mean this is hilarious and... I love it because no censor. No censor. He's going at everybody. He doesn't care. Race, ethnicity, gender. He's going at you. There's no, I'm biting my tongue because I can't say this about this person or this race or this group of people. He goes in. Well, that's one of the things I love. Now, you know. And it's funny. And, and, And it's not hurtful. I'm one of the too soon kind of people. Like, you know, I find that like breaking tension with humor is like my way. And, you know, sometimes different people will say that like that's uh, some kind of coping mechanism, this, that, and other thing. Nah, I just think everything's fucking funny. And I try to find some kind of punchline in some wacky shit that happens. Uh, no matter what, like, you know, even if it it's a, you know on me like just because it you know all these situations in life are funny and he comes out of the gate with something i mean i'll just start off i mean it it, it just it talks about someone a suicide and you're like what the fuck where is he going with this is this going to be another you know like dave Chappelle? i'm like off the rocker skit or it's like be a Dave Chappelle, Kanye West. Yeah, exactly. You know? Some kind of like, you know, sub- substance filled uh, comedy show, but no, he loops it all around. And what's genius to me, like when one of the things I love about comedy, a good comedian is when they take jokes from the, the early part of the, of the, their skit and they, they bring it in, all these little bits, and they'll pepper it and, and then bring it to the end and then and, and re-bring it back. What Dave Chappelle did is go, like, right ahead, give you that sprinkle, 
then come back, give you a sprinkle of something else, then come back and have three or four different stories tie into this one story. And it's all real shit. And he's gotten to such a point where he's been through so much that this is the one that feels real. It feels like he's telling the truth. Exactly. And he's not just blowing smoke. And it feels like he's not trying to be funny. He's just funny. And that's what makes great comedians great. That's not what makes comedians great. That's what makes great comedians great. He's just being himself. It's like, I'm not going for ratings. I'm not going for this. I'm not trying to be fun. I'm just stating what I feel. There's certain people in life who are just naturally funny. And when those people are naturally funny, they're not really funny when they try to be funny. They're funny when they're just naturally funny. When they're just acting and reacting and doing what they want, how they would normally do, as if nobody's there. And that's what this show is. Anybody who um, said that this was not a good stand-up routine doesn't like stand-up and they're too sensitive. Well, They, they got hurt by something he said. That's a whole <laughs> issue. Like I sent you... Uh, an article from Vice. Now, I like Vice News. They cover a lot of really interesting topics. But whoever wrote this article was like like flying the, the furthest left liberal flag wearing the cape and flying around in circles around this, this comedy routine just to be able to pick it apart. And it was so annoying that I read this. Like It, it just, the whole title was like, why you shouldn't watch this routine. And then the subheading was like this misogynistic racist routine. And that's something that, that is, is a problem in today's society is that it's comedy. Now it, you can't take jokes. Yes. So let's, let's just like use an analogy. If, if you're going to a concert and you write a, a review about the concert and you say, I really just wanted to talk to my friends and I didn't want to hear any music at this thing and all they did was play music. Well, guess what? You're in the wrong fucking place. And if you want to hear comedy, comedy is about taking life situations and finding little common threads that make you uncomfortable enough to kind of understand the world that they're describing or the scenario they're describing. It's supposed to take you out of your comfort zone. It's supposed to make you a little squeamish and then bring it back to something you know and that's why it's funny. You're supposed to learn about something, a story they're telling you. It's not going into a class where a professor is supposed to be telling you directly, this is this, this is the the way it happens. And then if he says something, you know, off-putting, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy is so wrong, he shouldn't have said that. Well, that's not this kind of person. It's, it's a c- comedian. Comedy's supposed to make fun of things. And if we strip away being able to make fun of everything, then, I mean, how do you how do you find any humor in anything? Like, you know, they have a lot of clean comedians, and but they still hit on topics that are a little uncomfortable. They might not curse, but they're still yeah. hitting topics. And, and the whole thing's repeat thoroughlies. It's jokes. Everything can be made a joke. If you're a person who just, oh, that's not funny. Oh, you can't make fun of that. Yes, you could. You can make fun of anything. You can make fun of the chick 
who was on the balcony doing yoga and fell six stories that fell 80 feet. You know the reason why? It's fucking why funny. are you doing yoga on a six story balcony? Which is fucking funny. And then you fall. I mean, that's not my fault. You chose to do that stupidness. So well, you can do stupid stuff, and I can't say that it's stupid. I'm wrong for saying that it's stupid. Well, oh, I'm being insensitive? No, it was stupid. It wasn't smart. You tell your kids, don't do that. You tell them, don't jump off the table, and it's not six stories. What's great about having read that article before I watched that the the, the, uh, the special, Sticks and Stones, um, I... Uh, watched afterwards i don't know if you caught it he did like a 20 minute after show and it was it must have been after the different stops on the tour he sits down in the chair and gets loose and to kind of does a q a with the people in the audience and then tells little stories and anecdotes about either off the question or or something on the tour and you know this will be a little spoiler because it's not you're still going to it's not really a big deal. He does a, 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 a tranny joke, okay? So, and a couple of things. Well, that was part of the article that they were saying, oh, you know, he shouldn't have said these things. This person who wrote the article should have watched the after show because in it, he gives this amazing story about a person in the audience who came to four nights in a row at this one spot that he did and laughed harder and harder and harder at that same skit and that same bit. And he went after the show to the bar. That person happened to be there. Well, guess what? It was with transvestite. And he tells the story. And it was a great story because that was the like laughing. You know, the, a person in that culture being able to yeah, laugh about he- it. He hit a chord like... People can laugh at, at things about their surroundings and things they're into. Like if people made podcast jokes, we're not going to get offended. We'll probably find the humor in it because we know yeah. funny shit that happens making and, a podcast. And, different and, and, hiccups we get. And, and, you know, and it's, only, it's only an issue when you're making fun of certain people, a certain this, that, or the third. Because you never hear anybody, and I'm saying it, you don't have to say it, you never hear any... Any person write up an article and say, well, this black comedian said the N-word too much. No. You know the reason why? Because more than likely, they don't care that they said it. But you, you're mad because they made a, a joke on a gay person? So you can sit there and say the N-word all day long. And, you know, that was one of the things that he actually touched up on that I was going with before regarding the Chappelle show. And I'm not going to ruin it for you. But... Watch that part of the show. And that's how these execs and how people think and react with certain things. You can sit there and say, just think about it. Just think about regular television. Let's think about You ever watch something on USA at night? I remember when I was younger, I was watching Friday, Ice Cube's Friday 1 on USA. Don't ask me why. It was, I was younger. It was like. Two o'clock in the morning, and I've watched this it was on, the on there funniest, a few times. This was the funniest version of Friday ever, because Friday says the N word a whole bunch. 
and they have a bunch of cursing. And when the USA version of it, you would hear, what the duck? Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm black, so I, I'm, I'm saying it, so, I, you know. Blah, blah, blah. What the puck? I mean, that's some stupid spit. You got knocked the, he got knocked the duck out. Let's go smoke some. So they're censoring every word, but you can freely on television with nothing. No repercussion. No nothing. Nobody sees it as bad. Nobody sees it as a bad word. Okay. So with that being said, I know there's another topic that, uh, that we didn't want to talk. Hey, we were really going to talk about. I know you said you didn't know too much about him, but I'm going to just go on it real quick just because it has to do with comedian. This other comedian, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney is like a godfather comedian. Okay, he's been around for years. Either way, his, um, Richard Pryor's old bodyguard came out talking about how George Clooney allegedly. Paul Mooney, not George Clooney. Not George Clooney had sex with Richard Pryor's son when he was young and the bodyguard kind of made it seem like he was a, a, still a baby when it not a baby, but like little when it happened, Way but, too young. Uh, but, um, and Richard Pryor had put out a million dollar hit on him. Now you have to realize this is deep. A million dollar hit in the eighties. And what's funny is the bodyguard even said that he was like, you know, he we wanted to know what was so serious that he wanted to put a million dollar hit out on him when you could get that done for ten thousand dollars. And um so then you find out that he says, Oh, he had sex with his son, da da da. And when TMZ axes actually first um Paul Mooney's publicist immediately puts out a statement. Everything he said isn't true, blah, 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 blah. Then TMZ catches up with Richard Pryor Jr. Walking in the streets. I think they were in New York. Asked him what happened, and his response is, well, whatever happened to me happened to me when I was younger, and that's in the past. And then they said, okay, well, you know, whatever, was it consensual? And his response is, how can something be consensual if you're a teenager? How can anything be consensual if you're a teenager? So, I guess he answered that question. Next, um, within a couple hours, Paul Mooney canceled um, canceled the rest of his tour. So, and he's and Paul Mooney is one of the comedians who a lot of younger comedians look up to. Okay, he's one of the he's he's seventy eight years old. He he grew up with Richard Pryor. He okay, he was on stage with him. Like he was right there. Ari Spears actually did an interview, I think, with Vlad, and he was talking about how he tried to bring him on to um Mad TV as a writer. But George um Paul Mooney is just crazy. You know, he did something crazy and oh, you know, yo, y'all steal my y'all stole my work, Saturday Night Live stole my work and blah blah blah. You know, but that's how he's he he's a, he's an okay he's a uh he's a good stand up comedian. But yeah, so, so that just that just tied him with the stands ups. Yeah, so it, you know it's more crazy stuff happening this week. There's a lot of weird shit happening. Unfortunately, we have TMZ out there to follow it minute by minute. Um, 
until you know we got to take it piece by piece which is kind of annoying you know i really hate when you know it's it, it that's that's the i guess the difference between journalism and this you know minute by minute reporting that like a journalist will take the time to wait put all the pieces together corroborate all the stories but you know we live in a day and age that people have short attention spans and they want to know right away you know so first like you know like you said this comes out little dribs and drabs and then we get this one has to come and talk and this one you know so we're like in the we're like living reality tv almost like like we have to get everything immediately piece by piece which and uh, you know uh, i you know i hope we are able to you know deliver full stories you know it, it, unfortunately things change um but you know hopefully when we bring you stuff here on another week we're, we're you know gonna wait a little bit and not uh jump the gun and just tell you you know about some crazy shit like dave Chappelle, you know left for africa we'll wait to find out 17 years later <laughs> exactly oh man yeah so uh what do we got next yes yes so we have another f- hilarious story another wacky florida story regarding hurricane dorian uh, now florida, actually you know before you start i mean i don't know if it's going to be a thing but ending with florida stories is it might be too easy but it seems like a good way to go because they're always funny as hell and this one this one's good shit this one another byproduct of the hurricane are you you know like they just keep coming yeah this one takes the cake but you know what i I do give i do give um miss Brittany vidal i give her i give her props for being an inventive you know i mean hey i'd rather have a wife like that than you know one of these real housewives of hollywood so to prepare for the hurricane she wrapped her house in six mil plastic with duct tape that's like thick like thick garbage bag plastic maybe a little bit thicker than the contractor bags it's basically the role of like what you would it, thicker than what you would wrap like a, a a skid with or something like that. She she basically d- did what um, what women do with the belly wraps that they have to try to sweat their fat out. You know that gimmick where they have the belly wrap where they wrap it around. She belly wrapped her entire house, ladies and gentlemen, with six mil plastic. And hold on, she used three hundred sandbags to hold it down. Three hundred. I give her props. I mean, she was moving. She was moving, but if this is not the dumbest idea that I've ever heard of, I mean, a hurricane burst, burst plastic bags. I get it. She's trying to keep the water out. It makes sense to an elementary schooler. Maybe a category I mean, one that might, might help, or yeah, a storm surge. You know, not one of these, you know, ultimate unheard of category fives, you know. <laughs> if anything, it's going to just take the whole house. That that's it. You know, listen, if it knocks down a tree, if it rips down a roof, your six mil plastic ain't gonna help. I'm sure your vinyl on your siding is thicker. I'm sure your roof shing- shingles are thicker. I'm sure a palm tree is thicker. No. But hey, I give I give, I give you props for the for the work ethic. I, effort. 
I, I'm into hiking and, and backpacking and camping and stuff. And I, I watch a lot of wacky videos of these guys and their techniques. And I've seen people actually go out in the winter with a roll of wrap, like you would wrap a skid or, um, you know, uh, packages, but, but just plastic wrap, like a, almost like your cling wrap, but thicker. And they build a teepee, which is three pieces of, of you know, thick sticks, uh, tall, and they wrap the whole thing about five or six times. And it really is good to keep the wind out, keeps the weather out. They're able to put a, they put a little fireplace in this one I saw and it works. But when you're dealing with a storm, it, I mean, you're, you're looking to, to keep water out. I, I can't see that wrapping it would be the best way because water is going to find its way in. And like you said, once the roof's off, or the windows are shattered, there's really nothing to do. Like you'd have to get one of those like shrink wrap, giant shrink wrap things like they use for boats that they, they store in the off season. Like those, you know, the, the big heavy duty, uh, the thing that they heat up. But who's going to, what kind of device do you have that could get that around your entire house? Duct tape. I mean, I think insur- <laughs> an insurance claim is a lot easier than uh, spending all that effort. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, she gets the E for effort. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. I don't even know what she was thinking. Like I said, like I said last podcast, if you want to make somebody go insane, slip them some Florida water, because uh, I, I don't get it. it. It was mind boggling. It was crazy. It was insane. But it's what I it's, it's almost what you expect when you hear out of you know things coming out of Florida. And I'm not talking bad about Florida. I love Florida. I have family who lives in Florida. But, um, you know, they might be wrapping their houses. Who knows? I mean, you never know. Next storm, uh, the good old president might be wrapping Mar-a-Lago with this stuff. He might be. I mean, all right. So, yeah, that, 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 that's another good one. We got, we got these, you know, we get these from uh, random sources, uh, sometimes major news sources. This one came from good old Vlad, which is... Uh, a great news source we like to check out. Um, but yeah, we're into always reading, keeping up with uh, different stuff, technology. And if you guys want to contribute somehow, you know, give us, send us links. We got the email now, uh, another week podcast at gmail.com. We made a Facebook group that's a closed group. So when you, if you want to be a part of it, you send us an uh, invite, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you in and uh if you yeah, we got to check you out first we got to make sure you're not trying to slip us any you know dark web stuff yeah you know? we, we we just have we have to scan you to make sure you're not a, a russian bot and uh and you know, i gotta make sure you, i gotta make sure you don't want to castrate me man i don't oh, want to be castrated i know right? that was that was serious business i mean we don't want any of your fetish types involved so if you're listening please stop because uh we know our boys at, at what up though they, they ain't feeling that <laughs> so yeah shout, uh, out to, shout out to them yeah shout out to everybody who hit us up you know the first uh first episode and getting our our uh socials kicked off you know head over to facebook uh look up the group another week and you'll find us over there also check out our host that hosts our podcast and puts us up and pays the bills dvr podcast that's our network go to dvrpodcast.com uh, DVR Podcast Network is, you know, the jam. That's how I got started. That's how I met some of the best guys in the industry. 
And uh, we got a lot of friends, a lot of different shows through there. And they're kind enough to host this little podcast that we're giving to you guys every week. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm rambling a little bit, but I'm trying to think off the top of the head because I didn't write this shit down. But, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash DVR if you want to become a subscriber and help contribute and get those bucks in so we could uh, do this stuff better. Maybe get a better mic. Maybe get... uh, a voice machine so I don't sound like shit. Whatever you guys want to contribute. But definitely interact with us. Because we want to know that yeah. we're giving you the shit that you like. Because, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of sounding like somebody's uh, squeezing my nads while I'm talking. You know what I mean? I mean, it's all right. why don't you just stop squeezing your nads while you're talking? You know what? That might work. I, really? think I'll tr- I think I'll try that next podcast. You usually sound like Barry White. I don't understand what's happening. I don't know. It's all right, though. It's okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So, ready? Uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't really. We jumped right into this thing, and we're just getting to to getting warmed up, getting a little loose. We haven't really gotten any any of our personals out there. Anything you want to, you know, say what you're into? Like, cause we we said what we were gonna talk about, but you know, some personal interests. Um. Let me see. I like Marvel movies. I like DC animated movies. I like music. I like creating music. I like. Uh, you know, I like music software. I like music hardware. I, like, I love synthesizers. I love uh, ladies, big, fat, tall, ugly, small, you know, just regular small. Not R. Kelly small now. That's a total different game, you know. You got to keep that on that side of the dark web away from me. But uh, Keep it you know, on the down low. Yeah, way, way, way down, 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 down low. But yeah, you know what I mean. Um, these are the things that I like. I like entertainment. Like um, DJ said, if you if you see any topics you want us to talk about, you can send us links, or you can send us links to the direct articles, or you could just let us know about it. Or if you want to know about you know any upcoming technology or anything that you're interested in, just let us know. You know, we'll definitely hit you back, and you know we'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. We, appreciate, we appreciate everybody. Yeah, and if you guys didn't know, uh, I think I might have said it earlier, but you know, last uh, podcast was Reddy's first time jumping on a podcast, so you probably didn't notice, but I want to commend him for that because you, you were smooth and you were smooth on this one, and I hope you know we we should just be getting better. If we if we're on this pace from here, I think we're, we're looking at good things to come, good content. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity also. Yeah, man, we've known each other quite a while, and, you know, we shoot the shit about pretty much the same shit we talk about on this show, so I said, we gotta just hit record, and uh, that's what we're trying out. You know, as for me, uh, I like almost every single thing that he mentioned, uh, what he's into, minus that DC shit, take that out, you know, plus maybe add football, and but everything else, you know, we're music heads, tech heads, uh, kind of geeks. You know, but we still fly. So that's the that's the whole thing. We like geek chic. That's what we're about. Um, you know, two New York cats bringing you the the info. So if you want to know more, like I said, join the group because we're going to be talking. And here here's an idea for us listeners because he mentioned football. All right, here's an idea. Maybe we could get some callers, some callers, and we can have people on DJ side and people on my side. Now I'm not gonna lie, I don't know a lot about football. But I think this should be the conversation. Eli Manning is not a good quarterback. 
All right, that's my side, and Eli Manning is a good quarterback. Will be on DJ's side, and we can paddle whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not taking okay. that fucking side. All I'm gonna say is, wait, real quick, who's your favorite quarterback of all time? Joe Montana. Really? I thought it was Kerry Collins. <laughs> you used to talk him up like he was the next Jesus. When he was on the Titans, it was uh, he was great. <laughs> but yeah, so. Yeah, we want you know we want to do eventually that have somebody on a guest so like even stuff like that if you know stuff about stuff that we're into and you're like hey I know, I got an inside thing on on Marvel I want to come on we're open to having guests you know we got the technology we're uh, pretty tech savvy so you know let's uh, yeah. get this going yeah if we if we get enough emails we'll give out a you know we'll give out a number we could we could call in and or we can we'll find a way that we could all talk together and have a good conversation or read your you know? email. We'll play your audio feedback, yeah. however you want to get it to us. But yeah, yeah. you know, absolutely. You could, yeah, you could record it and send it in an email, send it to us, record it on your phone. You know, everybody has voice memo on your phone. Just in case you know what to do. Use voice memo, boop, click that, um, send it to us, you know, and send it to another week podcast at gmail.com. And we'll get it. We'll play it back. We'll, you know, we like insight. We like everything. Hey, if you want us to say, you know, F you, I love the dark web. You know, I love squeezing eggs and cutting them off and dipping them in bronze. Then you let me know that. It's all good. Yeah. I'm, you know, so before we uh, basically beg for you to leave us an email and join the group, we're just going to end it. So from another week, we'll see you in another week. Another week. Peace. Another week. Peace. Another week podcast, DJ, you're ready. Another week, another week, another week podcast, DJ, you're ready.